and welcome everyone to part two of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian and I am very, very excited for today because we're going to start off with a lot of announcements, but there's one huge announcement that I'm going to start off with right now. You may remember him from the Warp Tour talk from last week, but I have officially asked Jackson from Texas to go ahead and join me on Ian Hates Music from now on. So Jackson, would you like to introduce yourself? What's up, listeners? My name is Jackson, and I'm really happy to be a part of Ian Hates Music. I've been a fan for quite some time now, and it really is an honor to be on this show. I never thought I'd be on a podcast, first of all, but to be on it with a great guy like Ian, it's pretty sweet. Awesome, man. Really happy. And I am very happy to have you here. This is going to be a lot of fun. As you know, I really miss bouncing things off of people, and I want this show to be about lots of different perspectives. So yeah, I'm just really, really excited to talk about all the music that we love. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have another huge announcement next week regarding something similar. So I'm going to tease that for right now, and we'll end up talking about that much later. But we have a ton of stuff to get to in the second part of the episode. Once again, I kind of felt with part one where I spoke with the pop punk band Take the Fall from North Carolina. I thought that was such a great conversation that I had with Ashley and Tyler that I kind of wanted to separate that from this, especially because that conversation was like almost an hour and a half long. And if people did get a chance to listen to it, they realized I had to pull my microphone away from me so much because I was laughing. Most of the time, it was a very, very entertaining Ian Hates Music episode. So I really, really enjoyed that conversation. I hope everyone checks out their music. We have that exclusive track, Tell Me, that we also premiered on Ian Hates Music Part 1. So I will be talking about that much later as well. So thank them. Uh, It was great. But let's get into some more Friends of the Show stuff, Jackson. What would you like to start with today? Well... To me, the biggest announcement to start off with, it's a good kicker, is Alisana just announced a really good tour today along with Oh Sleeper, Famous Last Words, and I can't remember the last band. It's artwork. But artwork, right. And they're hitting about 10 different cities, and it looks like it's going to be a good one. And they also announced along with that that the Alisana Annabelle trilogy is finally coming out on books, and they got a bunch of pre-order and merch bundles coming out now. August 11th, I believe. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. It's going to be a good one to really look forward to. I am very, very excited and extremely jealous of Jackson because <laughs> his, his city is there on this list. Uh, Boston is not. Neither is Worcester or anything really that close besides New York. So I'm going to have to figure something out. I think I'm going to be traveling for this tour. But it's going to be called... 10 Frail Years of Vanity and Wax, so it's a playoff of, obviously, their second full-length album. I guess, would you consider the first one a full-length, or is that more Um, of an EP? It's more of like a longer version of an EP, I guess, the first one. Yeah. Um, I think it's got like seven or eight songs on it. Yeah, that's what I was always thinking, yeah. Right, but I would consider on Frail Wings their first official album, and that definitely got them kick-started up. I agree. And of course, it is the 10-year anniversary of that, so that's why they're going on this tour. Probably they, they've they all been kind of broken up to different side projects, as we heard Sean talk about with me before on the past episode. What I was also really happy about was to see that that book that he had spoken about on that conversation is actually coming. 
Like I was very yeah. worried that that was I was going to be waiting like a year or something for it. But I am very, very happy. And of course, I went ahead and I pre-ordered the most expensive one because I couldn't <laughs> help it. I needed all the extras. So everyone, you can go to merch now and check out Alisana. It's I think it's just sort of like the final chapter. It's probably going to be highlighted as one of their featured products, I would assume. But the bundle that I got was the, there was a poster, they're re-releasing Confessions, and it includes a couple of brand new tracks as well as commentary and a whole bunch of other stuff, plus the book itself. So it is actually a book, which is very exciting. So I'm really looking forward to reading that. So once again, very jealous of Jackson who gets to go see this. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Plus... I'm a huge fan of Famous Last Words. You're a huge fan of O Sleeper, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a really big fan of O Sleeper, them being uh, from Fort Worth, actually. So I consider them a somewhat of a local band and that made it big. So I'm really excited to see them. Yeah, I have never had a chance yet to see Famous Last Words live. I've obviously seen Alisana probably around 10 times, maybe somewhere around there. I mean, I, oh, that, wow. all, that all came out when I talked to Sean, when I was you know fanboying it up. <laughs> with with Sean from <laughs> Alisana and Revival Recordings, but I am extremely excited about this, and I will find a way. There is a date on the, I think it's October 1st at New York, so I might just go down for that one, but I might even be making a bigger trip. I'm trying to figure some stuff out, and we'll see if we can make that work. This is going to be awesome, because you know they're probably going to play more than just that album as well. That's for sure. I'm um, that's just a round off of what they're going to be playing mostly, but definitely they have to include some of their other stuff, and I'm sure they will. It looks like they're really giving what the fans wanted now. Mm-hmm. I, right. I feel like all these announcements they let out, it was literally like a fan's dream announcement, honestly. Right. And I really do think that that's what they're going for here. They've always seemed, especially you know with what Sean was talking about on the show before, it really seems like they are that fan based band like they want to do things for the fan they're gonna do what they need to do for themselves to feel comfortable with their music and make the kind of music that they love but they also love the fans a lot they're very interactive as you could tell before and people have been waiting for another tour for a long time because it has been a while been yeah, a while? It's, yeah it's definitely been a while <laughs> i couldn't help it anytime that i it's such a cliche but i can't help it so I think that's good for Alisana. Make sure you go ahead, check out the tour dates, see if they're coming around to you so you can see if you can go. Go ahead and pre-order the bundles, whatever you have to do to get that book, because I think they said there's only a limited amount. So 500. Yeah, it's something like that. So make sure you go ahead and do that. And what I liked about this, and we didn't even talk about this last week because I think it happened a few days ago or so, but this is so much different than the whole My Chemical Romance thing that hit. Okay. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, 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 that was they they stunned America or the world. On <laughs> the that. world. That yeah. Was, yeah, they broke the internet with that announcement. I guarantee they did not expect that. No, I was I was freaking out. I gotta admit, and I knew that it was coming up on ten years on Black Parade, but that did not yep. mean that I thought that that would be the only thing. But literally, <laughs> well, I guess figuratively, the world broke. When they, announced, yeah. when they announced, hey, something special is happening and they changed their graphic and did all that kind of stuff, that they actually had to come out and tell people the next day, no, we are not getting back together. Like We appreciate everyone's love and support, but this is for something to do with the Black Parade and that's it. 
Well, hopefully something like that will maybe something will take in their head as in, you know, these fans still love us this much and they did all this because of an announcement without even a reasoning behind it. I mean, maybe we should do a tour. Hopefully that's what they're thinking. That definitely has to resonate in their head. The only thing that I have with that is that band seems so anti that kind of thing. So it's, I mean, when you look at Gerard, when you look at what he's doing, he's doing comic books, he's doing his own music, which is completely different from MCR. And everyone seems to be doing things that are different from MCR. So I'm really not sure they'll even ever get back together again. Money will always be there. Money will always be on the table for them, but I'm not sure if they'll actually reach for it. I agree. But we'll see. It'd be awesome. There, There's no way I would miss that, that's for sure. Because they're, they're one of the top bands on my list. What about you, Jackson? When it comes to that genre of music, for sure. You know, now you have the Neck Deeps and the Good Charlottes, I guess you would say. But especially growing up, you've ne- there's no one who has not heard of My Chemical Romance, whether you even listen to the music or not. I mean, right. they really are a staple on a typical rock genre. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they paved the way for tons and tons of bands because they were very transitional. It started, you know, as more of a punk band and then went emo, screamo, then did theatrical core, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff you want to talk about. And they've always, once again, been one of those bands, just like Alisana, that does what they want. Right. And that's what I always love. So very interested in seeing what happens i mean i'm sure i'll pick up whatever they're selling <laughs> a, oh yeah there are a few bands that i'll just i have to support no matter what and that drop probably everything happen. you're doing pretty much yeah as soon as that just like today today alisana was was talking about how they're making the announcement at 2 p.m today obviously we we record this show earlier than when we release it because it has to be edited all together with all the different pieces and everything so today is tuesday when we're actually recording this and that's when alisana made their big announcement about the tour as well as the pre-orders for annabelle and everything so now let's go to another friend of the show everyone dies in utah they today as well today big day for announcements they announced that their brand new track sinners and you spell that S-Y-N-R-S, Sinners, is going to premiere on August 11th, 2016, obviously. So yeah, I'd be very scared <laughs> if, it said, if it said 17 or something like that. But I'm very interested in that. It is just the track. It's not the album info. So they're going to release the track and then some album info date will come out as well as you know all the pre-orders and the merch bundles and everything so i will go ahead and let everyone know you should probably go ahead and get one of those when you can because that really really helps everyone dies in utah so when that premieres i'm sure you're gonna love the song i'm sure i'm gonna love the song I'm sure jackson's gonna love the song and we're gonna go from there but been a long time since we actually heard from them i still loved the conversation that i had with them uh, that was a lot of fun and just been waiting the whole time because that whole conversation was about the new album. And then it still isn't out to this day. So it's interesting. And I think it'll be another great story if they're able to come back on and really talk about what happened and why it took longer. And then go over the album once everyone's had a chance to hear the music. I completely agree. I'm sure they're actually pretty excited to come back to the show and discuss all that. Since there was a pretty good convo between you and everyone dies in utah about an upcoming album or what are their thought process exactly and now next time they will or if they are on the podcast 
you know, they get to compare, I guess, to where the stages they were at that moment. Yeah, now, which is always something to look forward to. Yeah, I always find that kind of stuff interesting. And I'll go over a little bit of some of the stuff that I talked about with a special guest that's going to be on next week's show. But we'll definitely get to that down the line for sure. So, Jackson, you want to tell me there was another bit of new music that came out recently. What were your thoughts on the new A Day to Remember bullfight? When I first heard the song, when it began, I said, okay, it's definitely a change. Because it seemed like Bad Vibrations, the album itself, was more of a harder type of a day to remember that we're not exactly used to but it was still really good in my opinion and then bullfight started off kind of mellow and it kind of stayed like that but i enjoyed it highly because it started to show that the album has a lot of transition and it's just an all-around sort of album and then the breakdown came in (laughs) and i was just completely stunned it turned that song to my number one song off the album that's for sure yeah, I'm with it was you as a well. Really good, well-rounded song. I mean, really good stuff. Really proud of those guys. I mean, they're not slowing down at all. No mercy. They're they're letting us have it. And usually with big bands like this, they kind of just like to throw out one single mm-hmm. and then let you just haunt around with that one single till the album comes out. You know, they're just letting us have it, and that's really good. And it shows that they're really wanting us fans to know what they're up to. Yeah, this is a third single, I believe, and for me, just like you, this is my favorite one so far. For me, it sounded like classic A Day to Remember with a twist to it, kind of, so it's definitely my favorite one, and I am definitely, I mean, obviously, I've been looking forward to this album for a long time. I mean, no one really needs to promote A Day to Remember because everyone, you know, as soon as that came out, merch bundles were already pre-ordered, like, they're going to do well no matter what, but there's a reason for it. They're constantly giving us good work. Like, I don't know if I've ever had any complaints about any uh, A Day to Remember album. No. From the day that I started listening to this music till now, I have not heard a bad song by them. Maybe some that you like less than others. Oh, sure. Or more than others. But they never release anything that starts controversy or, oh, oh, wow, they're changing or anything of that nature. They just keep releasing bangers. Yeah, they're killing it. They are great live. Their albums are great. Now they're like almost godfathers to metalcore, post-hardcore screamo. They rule, and we'll talk about it later on when we talk about the APMAs. So we'll definitely go over them a little bit more afterwards. But definitely looking forward to this album. I think, when does it come out again? Do you know? August 19th. Oh, that's coming up quick. Right, yep. I remember that specifically because it's two days before my birthday. Oh, very nice. Well, we'll have to, believe me, we'll have a little birthday celebration then. That's for sure. Sweet. There you go. Now... Another song that I sent you for today's show was the King 810. I think it's King 810. I always get those confused. I don't think it's King 810. So I think it's King 810 because the 810, I believe, is the Detroit area code. Oh, yep. That would make sense. Yeah. So I believe that's how they do it. But they released a new track as well. Same night, actually, that A Day to Remember released Bullfight. And it's called I Ain't Going Back Again. And this was your first time listening to them? Correct. Now, what were your first impressions then? Because this is a, (laughs) I think the best word for it is a strange band. Yeah, they're definitely strange. See, when I first looked them up, I saw their previous album covers. And by the album covers, you can already kind of determine what kind of music you're about to listen to. Sure. So I was already assuming that I was about to listen to a pretty heavy band. Mm -hmm. So I turned the song on and... It's exactly what I thought. It was heavy, 
but not heavy as in breakdowns wise heavy as in the lyrics the lyrics to me are perfect you can definitely tell that they're related to i guess the way um the world is shifting now um they seem to pr hit a pretty strong message with their song it's definitely um they're kind of like a hotel books hardcore version kind of strange spoken band kind of genre i guess you would call it and add in not really add in slipknot to that too <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like it's like Corey taylor meets hotel books yeah <laughs> and they just released a bunch of songs about all the shit going on now and yeah. that's king 810 but it's actually really entertaining and i really enjoyed it actually and it's pretty cool because you get to find a new band that you like so i really suggest that everyone goes and check it out what was great about this band and the way I found out about this band in the first place, and some people might remember from the specific episode, it was when I had the conversation with Pharaoh Lux. Vince, the singer, brought this band up, and I never heard of them. And as soon as that uh, conversation was done, and you know, I had everything edited and put away, I went and looked up their music and just fell in love. Amazing, amazing songs throughout their career. Devil Don't Cry is so different. I remember just sending that to someone. The first time I heard it, I just sent it off to someone. I said, I need your opinion on this. Like, is this normal? I needed to know something. And then if you look up something like they have songs called Kill Em All or Fat Around the Heart, they're completely different. Now, they're still graphically brutal songs, so I'm going to warn people for that. And I know I've talked about King 810 on the show before, but just in case you're new, you haven't heard this before, check them out for sure because they are so damn unique. Yeah, the scene always needs unique bands, and King One Zero definitely brings that one to the table. I think they're hopefully they get pretty big because I think this is something that needs to be heard. I think they got some good stuff going on, and I think they're one of those bands that I don't know technically if they're big, but I know a lot of people do know of them, and they're one of those ones that really holds their hometown. So right. that's that's that kind of band. I would love to talk to them sometime. I think the themes of what they're singing about, it's haunting, it's powerful, it's real, but then also not depending on which song you're listening to. Like it's it's very hard to latch on to and know what they're really, really going for. And I really like that because that's what makes it interesting and unique. So I don't know if they're releasing a new album right now. I just know that they released that track. So check it out. It's King810. I ain't going back again. There we go. I got it. I ain't going back again. I so, ain't going back again. Yeah. See, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, give that, a, give that a listen. So, I think that really sums up new music, at least new tracks that I've seen kind of released. Right. So, new singles. Yeah, exactly. So, before we go into the APMAs, Jackson, why don't you give us a little tour update? Okay. So, recently I went to plot a new era tour and I didn't have too much high hopes for that tour because it's a lot of bands that are up and coming. Besides Plot and You is already pretty well known. But on the tour was Era, Siler, and Invent Animate. Okay. And those three bands, I was really shocked at how they are live. They're all great live bands. And to me, out of all of them, personally, my favorite was Invent Animate. Oh, okay. But Siler put on a hell of a show and one thing i did not expect them being not as big as you would think they actually got the most fan reactions they had all the fans jumping up they had all the fans saying the words back i mean they're just a really good live band and i would love to see that on a much bigger stage because whenever you see a band live 
or whenever you just hear them on your phone, it's two totally different things. Right. Sometimes you will like a band just because of how they are live, or you will like them just how they sound on your phone. And this band actually does both because I already somewhat liked them before, especially since they just released that new track, Assume. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have a new album coming out called Help. And when they played that song live, they just released that single. Everyone knew all the words. Everyone was singing along. Great fan reactions. I was really impressed by them. It's a catchy song, too. Yeah, it's it's definitely different, too. I mean, there's just something about, you know, I feel like all these new bands coming out are really bringing new stuff to the table, and that's a really good sign. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you know, I didn't do research on this, because I know the band, and I've, I've enjoyed listening to the new stuff that I've heard so far. Did they name their band after the villain in Heroes? To, I have not looked okay. about that much. I actually <laughs> don't know that. I don't want to quote you on that. I'm going to have to look it up. All right. I had to check. I had to check. So tell me about Invent Animate then. Invent Animate, I can't tell you the exact date of when it came out, but they just released an album no more than two weeks ago called Still World. Oh, shit. I hate missing out on stuff that I don't. All right. This is good. Now I have something to look into then. Oh, yeah. You, you really enjoy it. Okay. Um, they have a really unique style. It's really heavy based, and I feel like this album really brought them out into the game. And by the game, I mean our music scene. Sure. Because I've never heard of them before this album, and neither have a lot of people. Right. And for me not to hear about them, and they're from Texas, is a pretty big thing. Yeah, because you're going album- to shows a lot. Like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to join me on this, is because you're going to a lot of different shows, and you like a lot of different bands in these genres so yeah for you not to have heard it because i've heard you go through lists of bands in texas the people that you know and yeah for you not to know them that is pretty surprising yeah that was it was really surprising to me because they were so good so i was really shocked like i can't believe i've never heard this band and i instantly fell in love with them when i heard the album and then i even liked them way more when i saw them live they put on a great show and for them to be the last band on the tour bill they had pretty good fan reaction. Of course, it could be a little biased because we did see them in Dallas. Right, right. But but they still put on a heck of a show, and I really hope they get somewhere because their new album, everyone, please check it out. It's called Still World. It's got really good songs. If you want to hear the uh, one of the standout tracks, it's definitely White Wolf. Okay. Just yeah. a great band. I'm definitely going to check it out now. When you told me you were going to the show... I knew I was going to have a lot of questions about it, so I am glad now I have a new band to look up. Now, what about Era? Because I'm a big fan of their new album as well. How did they pull off that progressive progressive hardcore, I guess is what they're calling it now? Yeah, it's definitely very productive. Uh, how I guess progressive, I guess you would call it. Yeah. But- Live, it actually sounded really good. Okay. Um, most bands that are some sort of technical based like that, they mm. seem to sound a lot different live. Right. But Air is not that case. They mm. brought it that night, and they were really, really. I could see why they were the ones supporting Plot and You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they definitely brought a lot of fans. Their merch game was strong. I'm gonna have to put that out there. They had really <laughs> good stuff. Oh, good. I did not get to buy any of it, but it's really good. And by listening to their album, I believe the new one was called Drift. Yeah, yeah, Drift, yep. Yeah, they played a lot of the songs off the new album, and I feel they did that because this album really propelled them. It did. Yeah, and they were really, really good live, really heavy hitters. They have a lot of drops, and 
the fans were loving it. Let's, it. It got the fans moving, I'll tell you that. Very nice. Well, now, following that three great bands, how did the plot and you do in that situation? Because I've seen them live a few times, and they've definitely changed their sound. Obviously, I talked about them when I spoke with A War Within, and that was a great show. They're kind of new metal-ish now, somewhere, right. somewhere around there. So how did that kind of blend in with those first three bands? I'll start off by saying, out of all the bands on the bill, Invent Animate was my favorite one. Okay. But the best band live was The Plot in You. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Landon Tour's vocals are either the same as they sound on CD. Yep. Or even better. Oh, very nice. raw, and it just sounds awesome. I mean, awesome is an understatement. (laughs) They're perfect live, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Um, Even their new metal songs just sound 100 times better live. Okay. And out of their new album, they usually play Hole in the Wall, My Old Ways, uh, Take Me Away, and Better Vibes. Those are the ones they played off the new album, which are all great songs. And it's just there's something about Landon Tours. He's a really special asset to that band. They would You can get any person to fill his spot. And it just wouldn't do it. Gotcha. Yeah. His voice is really special. The way he switches from his screams to cleans, even live, it's perfect. You, he's one of those guys that you don't have to work on his voice in the studio. It really, what, it's really impressive to see him. I can agree with that. When I saw him as well, that was a similar thought that I had. Yep. Yeah, very nice. That sounds like a great uh, tour date that you got to go to. Yeah, I was really excited I got to go to that. Now, do you have anything upcoming? Yes, I do. This Friday, I will be at The Door in Dallas, Texas to watch Forevermore, Kingdom of Giants, and Darkness Divided. Nice. Forevermore just releasing their new album, Integral, and it is a banger. I cannot wait to see that live. I've never seen them live before. Right. actually just discovered them, so I'm really excited to see them. Yeah, no, you're going to have to, and I'll make an announcement at the end where we'll talk about this a little bit more. But yes, definitely go see Forevermore. That album, Integral, just came out. Uh, You know how important first week sales are for people. This band is great. This album is great. And I'm sure they're really, really, really good live. So make sure you pick up that album. uh, Help them out because they definitely deserve it. And I'll have an announcement at the end of the show about that as well. So very cool. You get to go to that too. Yeah. Now, have you seen either of the other two bands? I've seen Kingdom of Giants live before at So What Music Fest. But it was just kind of like I walked by, saw them, and then liked what I heard. Okay. So I'm definitely get to watch them at a better angle and much better way this time, especially in a place like the door. It's really a it's a really good venue. You get to get really close to the stage and all that. But Darkness Divided, I'm actually really excited to see along with Forevermore and Kingdom of Giants because they also released an album probably two months ago. Yeah, it was some and, some pretty close time, yeah. Right. And they're doing really good stuff. And them and Forevermore are kind of like on the same boat, gotcha. you know, with the whole religious background and concepts to their music. Very true indeed. All right. Awesome, man. Let's now switch gears a little bit. And we're not going to do the results of this. We'll wait till next week because I think that'll be more fun with the announcement that I'll have next week. But let's talk about just the basics of the APMA. So for anyone that doesn't know what this is, it's Alternative Press Music Awards. 
And I love Alt Press. I mean, I have my subscription. I've been subscribing since forever. They're one of the only outlets we have for this genre of taking everything seriously. You know, right. they were doing album reviews for a long time. They've kind of stopped now. Now they talk about all the good parts of an album and don't give it a rating. But it's still, they're the ones getting the interviews. They're the ones that are always sponsoring Warp Tour and all that kind of stuff. So they do a yearly, it's like the Emmys and the Grammys and the Tonys all rolled into one for our music scene, basically. But I want to save the results. And even though this happened what, a week ago, somewhere around there? Right. Even though this happened a week ago, everyone knows the deal, but I really want to get into a longer conversation about who was nominated and why and who won and why. And I want our other person that we're going to announce later on, I want him to be here as well. So we'll talk about that next week. But for the show, I just want to say, and I'll ask you, Jackson, after this, I personally am not a fan of any type of award show. Now, I like the idea that all these great bands can get together and have fun together in a situation that's not just a tour that they're doing. So I like that. But in general, I don't know if anyone really cares about awards that they're getting. And it kind of seems like one of those like kiss-ass fests. And you don't really have to do that when everyone's already great. You know what I mean? So it's almost like that people are trying to capture. They're trying to be the popular kids, like the people that would go to the Oscars or something like that. Normally, this is music and bands that have always fought against being the popular kid, being that group right. that was always seeking attention or a certain type of attention, I guess I would say. That's not what these bands and this music normally want. So it's weird to have a... You know, it's weird to have this kind of system set up where they make a big deal out of it and make it all this pomp and circumstance the way you would in Oscars or something like that. Like everyone gets dressed and there's a red carpet and then you have to read the teleprompter for all the things you're announcing and they have opening monologue jokes and who I don't know if you watch those. It Awful. was oh, it was bad. I felt so bad for them. Yeah, um, with those jokes, see, when you talk about our music, it's not exactly the biggest genre of music. So when you see people from, I guess you would consider the outside, join in and they see something like the APMAs and they hear these jokes oh, yeah. and how off, I mean, that would turn anybody off. It turned me off of the award show and I listened to the music and loved the music. Yeah, I want, they were I mean, awful. I want people to do well. I guess the whole point is I like that everyone gets to get together and have fun and kind of be in the situation where they all get to be around each other other than the tours like I said. But holy shit, man. <laughs> I, it was the two guy it was the guys from All Time Low and they're the oh. hosts and it's like 7 minutes of a monologue at the beginning. And I think one of their jokes and if they had timing if they were comedians and had timing, these jokes might have worked. Some of them still wouldn't have worked, but they might have worked. They made a um, a front porch step joke that yeah. everyone groaned. Like It didn't need to happen. <laughs> no. it, there's so many non-necessary jokes and not sure exactly what etiquette I should use on the podcast, but a lot of male private part jokes. Oh, dude, remember, just... this is this is explicit. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> okay, well, a lot of dick jokes. There you go. And it was just so, it's so not needed. And yeah. it's not because we don't cuss or say bad words. It's not because of that. But it just, it just makes things unsettling. I, 
They're just not needed. It was unsettling, I think. And by the way, if I had, <laughs> I make this joke on the on part one of the show where I talk with uh, Take the Fall. I used to do shock jock stuff when I was <laughs> when I was on radio. If I had some kind of uh, thing right now where I could do sound effects, I'd do like some celebratory, like "Yay, Jackson got to say dick on the radio <laughs> for the first time," like sound effect. <laughs> So I yeah, am, that's my first public bad word. What's up, I, guys? I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. This is great. Uh, but I think if you have timing, comedy is so much about the timing. It wouldn't even be about what they were making fun of. It would be more about, and I have no problem. I mean, the comedians I love are the ones that are probably the most offensive. The joke right. about front port step, if people get that joke, that's a pretty offensive joke that they were going for. But the timing was so poor and you could see their eyes on the teleprompter the whole time that it just completely ruins it. And I'm not saying that musicians should also be comedians. I'm just saying there might not be a point to do the APMAs this way. Like right. why not why not make it more your own and go do something alternative to what the pop you know, the quote unquote popular kids are doing. That's right. kind of the I way I was looking at it. I completely agree. I don't think they should have a teleprompter. For this genre of music, it's kind of, I guess you would say, a don't listen to the system kind of music. You know, a lot of anti-formal. Right, and exactly. And for them to treat it like that, but then to still not be serious about it, just ruins it. If anything, first of all, I don't think that they should have picked Jack and Alex to host again after they did it last year. Right. You know, why not switch it up? I'm sure people would have liked to have seen that, especially since last year they won every damn award. Oh, right. <laughs> See, I, I mean, don't... come on. It just makes things look so opinionated. Or it just makes things so biased, I guess you would call it. It just looks like if you're popular, you're going to get everything and you're going to be the host and everything is you and you're going to run this. We'll leave the popularity thing to next week because I think we'll definitely get into that for sure. So you're on the right track. I think it'll be fun to have another voice in this conversation. Yeah, when we do this, we'll it'll it'll be it'll be fun. I didn't get the whole point of this, and I know they've been doing it for years. I've been watching it for years, but on this one especially, I was tuning in and out because I was just having a lot of trouble with it. But what I did Same. like was. They did do a lot of live performances, which is what this should really be about. And once again, this brings in the whole like friends kind of thing to let's coordinate, let's get together and have guest vocalists come up because that seemed to be what most of these were all about. Right. Everyone loves to see their favorite bands perform with another favorite member, kind of like when Mayday Prey did something with the main. Right. I mean, you get the best of both worlds and put them together. They're obviously friends behind the scenes. And for fans to see that, it's just, it's just, I guess, it's just a really good thing to see. It really is cool to see your your favorite bands enjoying those out there and just being friends and just not see them as just artists and musicians. They're also people too, and to see them with their friends is pretty cool to see, in my opinion. Exactly, it's similar to something we talked about when we did the roundtable on Warp Tour. One of our favorite parts of that was when Spencer came out from Ice Nine Kills and did Abigail with Chris Motionless and Motionless and White. Right. It's very cool to be able to see that. And one of the things the APMA does well is that they have older bands on, so they've got bands now that grew up with that band playing, and now those bands get to come out and do songs with them. That's pretty cool. Like that's like me getting to do a song with Alisana or something. Like that's. <laughs> it's just it's just fucking oh, cool man. yeah that's like you getting your stuff from first to last oh that's yeah. by the way 
Oh, that's a great question, Jackson. See, this is why you know Jackson knows the show. And let's say, let's say, let's APMA this. And we'll say the award goes to no one because they still haven't contacted me. <laughs> so Ian gets I'm no so award. I'm so surprised. Yeah. yeah. Ian Hates Music gets no award for this. I swear it's going to happen sometime. I'm going to come across the right person to have a conversation with. And they're going to know how to put me in touch with Matt. And then I'm finally going to be able to have have the conversation I want. I am going to see Spencer most likely uh, out of Periphery. They're playing a small venue here in Boston, so I might have a chance there, but I also oh, don't cool. think... I'm not sure he cares, though. He's the new guy in the <laughs> band. He's the new guy, so I'm not sure I'm not sure it's going to matter. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got you to try it out. But thank you very much. That was a great transition. But let's go back to APMA for just a second, and let's talk about some of the live performances, because I think, once again, I think that's the the biggest part. So you mentioned Mayday Parade and The Main. What were your other, did you have any other favorites? Mayday Parade and The Main was definitely a favorite, especially since it kicked off the show. Well, besides the Dashboard Confessions, I guess, APMA National Anthem, they called it. Right, right. But one I really enjoyed was Blink-182 with Alex from Rome. Oh, sure. Because yeah. that is a huge, huge punk band, obviously, Blink-182. And one of the nominated underground bands, Rome, which I am completely in love with. I checked them out at Warped Tour. Me too. They just released a new album, and I, th- I think they're great. And to see someone at that low stage, and also from another country, right. to perform with a band as big as Blink-182... I thought that was awesome. Wait. I'm sure that's a moment that Alex will never forget in his lifetime. Wait, hold on, though. I think you got it confused. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. I think you got it confused. So it was Neck Deep doing a medley of all those songs and then other band members coming out to do the songs with Neck Deep. So it wasn't actually Blink-182 doing Rock Show with Alex of Rome. It's Neck Deep doing Blink-182 and then Alex from Rome comes out and does a <laughs> yeah, worded it completely off. Now that I think about it, they, it probably sounds like I've actually meant Blink performing. Yeah, my bad on that. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. It's just, yeah, what they, what basically what happened was Neck Deep comes out. They start their medley. So they did, they did Green Day, uh, Welcome to Paradise. And then Will from Creeper came out and did. So basically they would do the first, you know, the first verse and then someone will come out and do the chorus and the second verse. So Right, yeah. yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. I saw it because I saw the... That was more towards the end, and I saw the highlights. Right. And I just completely worded it wrong. Oh, no worries, man. <laughs> no worries at all. But yeah, that was a cool moment, though. They did, like I said, they did Green Day, Welcome to Paradise. Then they did uh, Newfound Glory with Hit or Miss, and they had Jaden from With Confidence come out. Then they did All, right. all Time Low, Dear Maria, and they had Derek from State Champs, and then, like you said, they did Blink-182 with Rock Show, and then Alex from Rome came out. So it was like all of these pop-punk, hardcore-punk, you know, whatever you want to say, this whole medley. Yeah, very, very cool, and I really enjoyed that one for sure. Did you have any other favorites? Um, No, those were definitely the two that stood out the most to me. They're most unique, I guess you would say. Well, I'll say I also liked... Good Charlotte, they came out and did three full songs, basically. And for the first one, and I forget what the songs were, it was like three of their most popular, but not counting their first album. So the first one, they had Anthony from Bayside come out. 
The second song they had Kellen from uh, Sleeping with Sirens come out. And the third one they had Austin from Waterparks. So this was cool. You could tell for all those people, they were probably huge fans of Good Charlotte growing up. And they got this chance to go ahead and play with them. So that was pretty interesting to me. I guess lastly, I mean Alex Black played as well. But he played with like his Black Veil Bride guys as well. So, I don't know, Jackson, what do you think of Andy Black's solo album? Have you given it a shot? Yeah, I actually did. Of course, there was the We Don't Have to Dance single that yeah. I really liked. It's um, catchy Definitely as fuck. a shocker. Yeah, <laughs> just so catchy. You can't not like it. I mean, if you like music, you like that song. It's just it's human nature, I guess you would yeah, say. Right, right. But I can't remember the names of the songs. I only but remember, I do remember the, Homecoming I remember, King is like the only other Homecoming one. Homecoming King. Yeah. There was one that came right after We Don't Have to Dance that I remember when I'd listened to the album from top to bottom. It came right after We Don't Have to Dance, and I remember I really liked those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank, too. I only know two names. I have the album, and I think it's fine. I don't know. It's catchy. It's not normally my style, but it's still I would still consider that rock music. I right, think. and it's I, better than I thought. Yeah. And I'm sure it's better well, than most people thought. Well, he's talented. I mean, you right. can he, you can make fun of voice. yeah, you can make fun of Black Veil Brides all you want for the makeup and and dressing up and everything, but they're very talented. They have some great music. Like not everything's great, of course, but they have some really great stuff. So he's a very good singer. So get him alone and let him do music production and and all that kind of stuff. Like of course it's gonna be like there's going to be talent in it. Right. Yeah. Um. I personally am not a huge fan of Black Veil Brides. No. But to be a fan of Andy Black, and it's so funny because I remember when I first heard Blackfield Brides and I heard that guy's voice, I was like, man, this guy has a really great voice. And then when you see him, it's like you did not expect that voice to come out of him. Right. I don't exactly. know if I'm the only one who thought like that, but I definitely was shocked when I saw their image and then what they sounded like. And I said, well, you can't judge a book that's covered. This guy's got <laughs> some serious talent because... He has an amazing voice, and I'm pretty sure it even he even married um an American Idol winner, I believe, or X Factor winner, Juliet Sims. Yeah, Juliet Sims, who is a great singer as well. Right. So yeah. they got a nice little. I can't wait to see what the hear what the kids. Yeah, sounds if, they, like. if they have some kids, it's gonna have a great voice. That's for sure. Yeah, I I still remember, and you're absolutely right. I, the first thing that I saw from Black Veil Brides was Knives and Pens. And I still, I still love that song. I think that song is amazing. For me, anytime a band sings about like bullying and being different and all that kind of stuff, I always, it always hits me home because that's what I dealt with for most of my life. So I will always like that. Uh, but that song, to this day, when he goes from the the clean vocals to the to the unclean vocals, it's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. He's really talented, and the lyrics especially in knives and pens they'll latch on to anybody it's whether you like them or not it's a good message yeah absolutely so he played but there wasn't much to talk about there so let's talk about the two weirdest ones that i saw i have talked about it on the show before the band baby metal was playing oh, so yeah the japanese so, band yep they did karate as the first song but then did two more where they invited rob halford from judas priest out and they did Painkiller and breaking the law. And I'm going to apologize to Jackson because you might be too young 
to know those songs? I'm not sure. Do you know Judas Priest? I've heard I've heard Breaking the Law. I don't think I've heard Painkiller, but I do know I've heard Breaking the Law. Yeah, Painkiller was one of their other huge, huge songs. But yeah, he came out and did it, and it was very awkward. The girl from it was one. It was the I guess the singer from Baby Metal, technically, who did the songs with him, and it must have been a thrill for them. But I can't imagine it was a thrill for many other people. <laughs> I don't. I just. No. And I'm not even making a pun joke right now. But I don't think it translated. Like I don't. I really don't <laughs> think it did. But I don't hate baby metal. I know there's a lot of hate that goes out for them. But they're talented as well, and they're doing something different. And I like when someone tries to do something different and unique. And a lot of their music to me sounds like anime music, and I have no problem with that. They can do whatever they want, but this was a, this was very strange. <laughs> this is very strange, and you can catch yourself laughing at a lot of it too, because I think it was unintentionally funny. Right? Yeah, it's it's definitely nice to see live. That's for sure. Maybe it's not a band I would necessarily take seriously, listening right. to them occasionally. But you gotta enjoy seeing that live, and especially yeah. when someone like him comes out right. and performs with them. I'm sure everyone was pretty shocked by that. If Baby Metal came to the states and did a small show, like a small venue, I would probably go see them. But if they ever came, and I, I think they're probably doing a tour at some point, or have already, they're going to be doing arenas. Because they're going to tour with Rob Zombie, or they're going to tour with like maybe Disturbed, or something like that. They're going to tour with big bands, so you probably wouldn't get a chance to see them in a more intimate venue, because I think that would be the way where that would be a lot of fun and different. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, no, I don't see it. But I, I definitely do agree with you. It would be a fun thing to see live. I guess. And let's close this out for now with the weirdest moment of the night, I think. I'm still laughing about it. But did you see the whole A Day to Remember part? I can't say I did. Jackson, I'll fill you in. Hopefully, like other people who are who are listening right now. So probably the weirdest moment was they did a behind-the-scenes skit. And a day to remember loves doing this stuff. They actually, they are comedic. Like they should probably get them to host the APMAs sometime. Like I think so much better. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. But so they do a skit where Jeremy, the lead singer, isn't found. Like they can't find him anywhere. So they say, "What are we gonna do? Well, we can go out and ask someone to come up because you know people here will know our music." Basically, is what they were saying. So they right. make it out the stage and they make the announcement that Jeremy is lost and they need someone to come up and play. Now, unfortunately, though, this was a large arena and I don't think people realized what they were doing. So they didn't have a lot of people being like, "Oh, I want to do this," because they also didn't want that. The whole plan was to have this mystery person start walking from the back to the front, but no one knew who it was. No one knew who the mystery person was. If I asked you, like if you hadn't read anything about this, if I asked you who you think the mystery person was, you would never, ever, ever guess. So I'm not even going to bother. It was Scott Stapp from Creed. Wow. Yes. (laughs) I would have for sure assumed it was a punk band. Yeah, like anyone. That's what I would have thought. Anyone could have gotten up and been like, yeah, and obviously this was staged. This wasn't like they were right. really looking for volunteers. But in any case, if you didn't know that they were going for this, you could have said, oh, Chris Motionless wants to sing or the guy from Dashboard Confessional. Like, it could be anybody right. at all. Everyone's there. 
So anyone could have gotten up. But so it's Scott Stapp and he comes up and no one recognizes him basically until he gets on stage. And then even then, the people that are there are still pretty young. So they're not necessarily remembering what Scott Stapp looks like. It's been a long time. You know, unfortunately, he had like, you know, mental issues and a whole bunch of other stuff that he was going through. So people also aren't expecting to see him live for this either. So he gets up and he looks good and he is he goes ahead and they they start playing. <laughs> he looks good. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, he was going through a lot of shit. There were a lot of weird, like alleged drug or drunk pictures of him recently and all that kind of stuff but he looked uh, like he was put together you know what i mean right so they start and they they did all i want they did all i want with scott Stapp, and then <laughs> <laughs> sorry and then they did hire by creed with a <laughs> with a day to remember doing the doing the background for it i would love to know who thought of that idea <laughs> well i know a day to remember they are you know they're crazy like that so it was, I'm guessing it was their idea. Or maybe someone, right. you know, who knows? Maybe Scott Stapp's a huge fan and reached out and said, I would love to do this with you sometime. I'll be in Ohio. Like, who knows? Who knows? But <laughs> Let's it, get this together. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but it lasted so long that the humor kind of wore off a little bit. So after Hire was done, because they basically played the whole song, I think, Jeremy comes out and thanks Scott Stapp. And it was so unceremonial. He was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to go. And then he went on to do actual songs. And it was really, really strange. <laughs> like, it, was a very, it was a very weird transition. Like, it would have made more sense if he invited Scott to continue doing, like, backing vocals or something with him instead he's like hey thanks scott Stapp. okay goodbye later i don't even want like i think they asked him how his flight was he's like i don't even want to talk about my flight and they went into downfall of us all and paranoia <laughs> so i don't know it was it was really weird it was really weird but that's that's the apmas for you so we'll talk about the nominees and the winners next week that's when things will get very very heated i have to say yes <laughs> Well, I have a lot to say about the people who won. Yes, me too. Uh, I mean, hopefully we're not going to be burning bridges, but this show is about talking music we love and our opinions and everything. I mean, I think that's why people listen to the show is because they get to learn about new music. I think hopefully they like our opinions. So you're going to get a whole lot of them next week. We'll just oh, yeah. we'll prepare you. We'll prepare you for that. Okay. So we're, we're fine with the APMAs, and I know we're chugging through like a bunch of stuff today, but like we said, we have a lot of stuff to go through. So how about okay. this? How about we go to the review section? And That's exactly what I was about to say. Awesome. Which one would you like to start with? Um, I guess we could start off with Crown the Empire because they're probably the biggest one. Yeah, that sounds good. And by the way, there were a lot of things that came out last week, so we're going to probably do some more next week. But if we continued on doing album reviews for today, it would go <laughs> super long. So Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just make sure that um, you mention the bands. That way I make sure. I, uh, these, I listen to all of them. Yeah. But I, ha I don't know of any others that have came out. Well, we're going to do. But I'll definitely check them out. I think we'll do the new low. They had their they had their new album continuance, I believe. Also, Farewell My Love has a new album out. So we'll probably do that one. And I think there was one more. Oh, Periphery 3. We, right, we have yeah, that as well, too. So that'll all be next week 
uh, including actually another friend of the show from way, way back, the band Desires. They have a brand new EP coming out this week, so make sure to order. It's on Three String Records. It's called The One You Feed. And it's an EP. It's got, I think it's five tracks. They've released Crux and Safe Haven, and they're two really great songs, so I have a lot of hope. I think the singer, like I said in past episodes, has a very unique voice. They're melodic, hardcore, screamo, post-hardcore, somewhere around there. Very, very good. So we'll probably have a review for that as well. But that'll be next week. Yeah, next week. I'll check them out too then. Yes, exactly. So let's start with Retrograde by Crown the Empire. Alrighty, so Retrograde Crown the Empire came out July 22nd. It's been a pretty anticipated album because usually the third album by any band, I don't know why, but some in some form of cases, it's always been a make or break it album. It's either brought you back down to square one or it's propelled you much higher. Sure. And with Retrograde, they completely changed their sound, but you can still tell it's Crown the Empire. They have David, the screamer, singing now and playing guitar, which I never thought would work, but it's perfect. I think it's awesome. And to me personally, I think the whole album is perfect. Wow. Um, I really like that they changed their sound, to be honest with you, because I feel like they found their sound. Right. To be honest with you. It, It doesn't feel like just a generic, basic hardcore album anymore this is definitely something that you hear and you say that's crown the empire no one does it like that and that's how it's gonna stay david is very very impressive on the vocals the way he screams and does a lot of the choruses yeah he's doing he's doing clean and unclean vocals while playing guitar as well yeah and that's really impressive i mean that takes that's a lot of talent and andy on the other hand who's always done clean vocals of course I think he stepped up his clean vocals, but he also has a part in the song Lucky Us yeah, yeah. where he screams. Right, which is surprising. Right, and his screams, to me, were awesome. Yeah. So I'm really impressed with these guys. I'm glad to say that they're hailing from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, exactly. You're, I mean, you're flying the Dallas flag right now. It's great. Yeah, but yeah, great album. I was really impressed. It's a lot better than I thought. And it's only one complaint that I have, and it's the fact that there are... 10 or 11 songs off the album and two of them are interludes yeah so there's really a total of nine songs but i find that weird because if you buy the cd at target it comes with two extra songs right so i think it would have been a lot better if they included at least one of those songs on the actual album because there's really nine legitimate songs you can listen to only on that album but other than that the album's perfect And I think that's one of my disappointments, too, because I pre-ordered the album. I went out of my way to pre-order, and I still only got the same amount of tracks as you did. So I haven't heard the other two songs yet, and that's what I'm waiting for is a chance to get those as well. Right. Yeah, but other than that, it really is a good album. As a matter of fact, I guess you would say they're lucky that the album came out so good, because if the album was not as good plus that, then it would have been a major disappointment. From this being their third album, just like you mentioned, it's one of those make or break. Now, the, your sophomore album can also be a make or break for sure. But since they, since they continued on with that concept for the last two, it almost seemed like that second one, even though there are some good good to very good songs on that, on that second album, Resistance, it still seemed a little bit forced. Like they weren't right. making the choice to continue it. With this one, they left those completely. 
They 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 said no more of this. And it is a little like I wonder if this is sort of concept as well because they do tend to do the whole space thing or outer right. space whether that's a state of mind or literal which I don't think I don't think it's literal I think it's more state of mind or or something else that they're going for but it's not a full concept it doesn't seem especially because they haven't been doing interviews talking about it that way right but like you said it's a different sound where you can still tell it's them, but I think they found their sound. Once right, again, I for agree. this stuff, catchy as fuck. Like, really catchy <laughs> stuff. Like, I can listen. I can seriously. I can leave Hologram on on repeat and just go right. do something and have it play 15 times and still be rocking out to it because it is put together so well. Yeah, the thing about Hologram, and I think this is awesome, is that they released that music video on YouTube and I saw something that you don't always see in the comments section of a YouTube video for our music. In the comments, I saw so many that said, wow, great song. Didn't expect the screaming, though. And that, to me, really? is a oh, good wow. thing. Right, yeah. And that's a good thing, in my opinion, because that means you could consider Crown the Empire some sort of the gap between what you, I guess, would call normal music to <laughs> our sort of music scene. And that's awesome because it brings in more people and then they, of course, would be considered maybe a startup band to the heavier stuff. But that's good that they have that tie. And you, I saw so many comments where it said that. You know what that normally is. That tie that normally brings people are the bands that do cover songs. So if you do a right. cover song of a popular song, that's normally the, the bridge that kind of bridges that gap between genres. That's a lot right. of time. So you're right. And what's funny is, like you said, I was going to say, oh, was there actually a positive comment on the comment section? Because <laughs> normally, you're right, you'll get a comment not only that says, where's the screaming? Or, oh, right. this band, they watered themselves down. They're not the same crown the empire, you know, whatever. It is nice to see a little bit more of a promising, positive comment on that kind of stuff, which I agree with. I think I think they went in the right direction with this. I think they yeah. solidified their metalcore kind of system that they're working with to where they're unique and stand out from people while doing hopefully what they want to be doing. Like hopefully this album is where they want their sound to be and it's not overproduced. I completely agree. This I think this is where they need to stay and they have definitely found their sound and I'm really happy for them. Yeah, me too. So I would definitely definitely recommend this album to people so go ahead and check that out check out retrograde when you get a chance to all right which one would you like to do next Would you want to start with uh capsize yeah we could capsize now i'm gonna quiz you right now without looking at it can you tell me the full name of the new capsize album i knew that was gonna come up <laughs> i don't know the full name i just know it starts off with a reintroduction yes so i was just gonna cut off the rest and be like <laughs> yeah caps has a new album a reintroduction I'll, I'll give you credit for that it's funny if you look on google and you put capsize and then put a reintroduction it cuts off there as well it doesn't there's, oh, wow. there's no one else that types the rest of the title in but i will mention it because i do have it written down it's a reintroduction colon the essence of all that surrounds me that is the full title of Capsize you could, Second. You could length. say it three more times and I still won't remember it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if they did that on purpose, if that was the way they wanted it to, but we'll just leave it at a reintroduction. I think that works. And this is their second album. 
So that kind of makes sense to say a reintroduction. And to me, it is a reintroduction of their sound, I think, because I don't know if I consider this album a hardcore album anymore. I agree. They changed completely. Right. This isn't like a normal band that just slightly changes. I mean, they're, to me, a completely new band. I didn't listen to Capsize before that much because I didn't think, honestly, that they were that impressive. They didn't sound different. But this album, this is totally different from anything, and it is perfect, if you ask me. Yeah, a lot of hardcore bands. I think it it happens with a lot of genres. I mean, a lot of post-hardcore bands, a lot of hardcore bands, a lot of metalcore bands, a lot of screamo bands can often fall into that category where they're indistinguishable to each other and i think even though i like capsize it was hard sometimes to be like wait a second is that still capsize did i miss something like on youtube did i go on to another band like that kind of thing but they are super talented and they're a great band so i've always really liked them but it didn't have that distinguishable quality now they've completely changed and for me i think it's for the better because now i can say oh that's capsize more (laughs) <laughs> if that makes sense, I guess. But right, no, yeah. But tell me this though: Did you hear a lot of used in this album? Yes. Okay. It's especially in the song. I believe it's the second song where it said, "I believe we shouldn't talk anymore." Is the name of the song? Is it tear somewhere me apart? along that line? Tear me apart sounds very used. Tear me apart. I, it's the second okay. or third song, I think. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. It is tear me apart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get them. I get those two mixed up. Gotcha. But Tear Me Apart, definitely, his clean vocals towards the beginning of the song definitely do sound like an older version of the used. Not, of course, their newer stuff, but when no, they no. started. When, when Bert still screamed, yeah. Right, yeah. But it was really cool to hear that, though, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I guess it was just kind of funny. We just mentioned how you know we're talking about the band being more distinguishable. But when I listen to it, I'm also hearing like a huge influence from the used. And I really wonder if that's something they were going for, if they realized it, because it does sound like they were listening to a lot of In Love and Death of the Self-Titled. Like It, it really right. does. I would love to talk to them about that and see if that was kind of a direction that they definitely wanted to go into. But there are a lot of great songs on this album. Like I really enjoy it. I completely agree. To me, it's a really solid album. I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Of course, it is their first album, and you have to listen to this one for a long time. But because it's such a new sound, you want to hear more of it. Yes, absolutely. To be honest. I agree, and I want to see them live. But uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. Do you have a favorite track on this album? Yes, I actually wrote down my top three favorite songs. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, to me, the tracks that I enjoyed the most were definitely So My Eyes, Tear Me Apart, and Favorite Secret. Ah, Two okay. of those songs were the singles they already released. So, But Favorite Secret, to me, might be the best song on the album. It's definitely the catchiest. It really shows off their new sound. Yep. And then they, they did a standout track to me, and it's called Safe Place. Oh, where they sure. just completely toned it down, yep. and I thought that was awesome and a really big twist. And something you definitely would not expect from Capsize. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up too. Yes, definitely different. I wouldn't, it's not heavy for sure, which is a big difference right. for Capsize, but it still has a punch to it. So it really right. showcases those vocals as well, which I really enjoyed. Right. Yeah. Me too. When I heard it, I said, oh man, this is, you know, this is special, to be honest with you. This is, 
it's it's just so different that I would consider it special, and especially hearing their previous stuff. No, I completely agree, and I'm gonna agree with you on some parts. I I really like the double X so my eyes. I also like the second track. Uh, I think it's best we don't. I also enjoyed uh, you got the wrong idea and tear me apart as well. So I mean, really, it was hard to pick favorites for this album, but I really enjoyed it front to back. So I think people should definitely give it a chance. And this is their sophomore album. So once again, it's another important one. So go out and get it while you can for sure and help support them. And I hope I get to see them live soon. Yep. And just quick FYI, they did just start Warp Tour, I think, this week. I know. And they are selling their album, which is pretty disappointing because I wish when I went to Warp Tour, I could have seen them. But hey, oh, well, at least other people get to enjoy it. Me too. I know. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. Let's move on from that now. And this is where I'll go ahead and make an announcement for next week as well. Like I said, tons of announcements. So next week, I am going to be speaking with Jared Storm, who's the guitarist for the band Forevermore. And we go through this entire concept for their brand new album that came out on the 22nd as well called Integral. It is their fourth album. Their second album with Solid State Records. It is damn good. I completely agree. <laughs> it is a really, really good album, especially with songs like Pandemonia. I can't remember. There you go, Pandemonia. It's definitely right? yeah, Pandemonia, and then their title track, Integral. To me, those were the standout tracks. And but just every song is a heavy hitter, and it's really good to see that coming from them. Pandemica. That's how you say it. Pandemica. Okay. Yeah, Pandemica. So yeah, Pandemica. I know I know we didn't get that right correctly the first time. I looked it up. It's Pandemica. I'm also a huge fan of the single that they put out. Uh, they actually just did a, a video for it called Order. I think Order is awesome and Integral is also... I mean, this album, this is once again... Now, this is front to back. Now, my one, my one issue I have with it is the same thing, Jackson, that you brought up with Crown the Empire's album, is this is 11 tracks where two of them are instrumentals. So the first track is like an intro, and then the second one, the uh, I think it's called I-K... I shouldn't even try. (laughs) I-K-I-G-A-I. And it's a good song, but it's it's another like... Interlude. Yeah, it's another similar interlude. I like them from time to time. And I think this works into the concept that they were going towards. And we'll talk about this a lot more with Jared uh, next week. But Forevermore went ahead and really wanted to work on a concept album for this one to kind of mature and evolve and kind of stand out a little bit. So Jared had listened to a different podcast. And you can look all this up. This is what I I did my research, and then I spoke with Jared, and I had specific questions for him on all of this. But basically, he heard a podcast where they went over a concept called Spiral Dynamics. And in Spiral Dynamics, it's a well-known, I guess, from one, if you look it up on Google or you look up specific sites, you'll see a ton of ways that you can interpret this. But it's basically, there are these nine colors, and I guess the colors are random. So it's always the same color for the stages, but they didn't mean anything in the beginning, if I have that correct. And then it's different stages of the way a human relates to things or human psychology. And there's lots of different ways to look at it. So it can be very complex. 
Forevermore went ahead and took this and created a story where this immortal man can experience all of these phases or all of these stages of human consciousness, the way a human might interact with people. So they have different ways of interpreting each one of these stages or each one of these colors. So you start with something like beige, and that's your survival slash instinctual sense. So that's where your the human mind is based on surviving. So it's getting food, it's getting water. Anyway, I don't want to give it all away because we talk about it next week. But it's a really interesting concept for a band to make because, you know, he talks about how the music comes first, obviously, but they work it into this concept that they're building and they go from there. And I think the album already speaks very well for itself. But to add a concept like this, which is interesting to talk about, also gives it that extra edge. Right. I completely agree. When it comes to concept albums, I think it takes a lot of talent and knowledge to get something like that right and they're always very very interesting and i do know that behind their motive is a sort of religious platform and of course we'll get into the details next week but you got to give credit to a concept album and especially one as well reconstructed as this one yeah exactly and i have as people know i have no problem bringing up religion and having in-depth conversations about things and we did kind of go into some things during the uh during the conversation as well i brought up a joke about hey we can even go ahead and talk about politics if you want but we really don't have two hours or three hours because i was like i'll talk about it you know me i i like to talk that's why i have so many shows but uh it was just it was a fun you know it was a fun thing to get him to laugh for a second but I think it's interesting to talk about this stuff. I think next week is a better time to go about that. But what I definitely wanted to mention, besides the conversation I have coming up with Jared from Forevermore next week, is that it is really important this first week to get their sales of Integral up. So make sure you go ahead and pick that up in preparation for next week's show. Because it is a really, really good album. You know I don't promote things if I don't like them. So make sure you go out and check this album out because it is really good. Jackson, you agree on that one? I completely agree. They are currently on tour. You know, look them up, check their Twitter, make sure they're not hit by your town. You know, hit up one of their shows, buy some merch. You know, these things really help these guys out. You know, that's where they get most of their support from and they'll always appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to hearing your review of the show because I brought you up to Jared as well. So they're looking forward to the Dallas date. So hopefully you get a chance to uh, let us know on the show next week how it was. And hopefully you get to say hey to the guys as well. Because I have a feeling they're really, really good live. I'm pretty stoked for it. I, I have the same feeling as you do that. With a song, with, if it's that heavy hitting, yeah, just listening to it in your headphones, I can only imagine live. So I'm pretty stoked for that. Yeah, because I guess technically, and you would normally think Capsize would take this crown but I think out of the three albums we just did, Forevermore is the heaviest. Oh, that's definitely for sure. And it's like you said, usually if you had to do a pre-assessment guess, definitely Capsize would have taken it. But out of all these three, definitely Forevermore. It's, it's a really heavy hitter. Yeah. We did a really good job with these reviews. I mean, people have three brand new albums that they should be listening to because they're all three really good. It definitely should be a one that fans love. Very nice. All right, so let's see. I think we can go to Breakdown from the Past, if I'm not mistaken, right? All righty, and 
So my breakdown from the past, this episode, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. And again, I will remind you, I'm not that old. So my <laughs> breakdown is not maybe a breakdown for everyone else from the past. But I'm going to have to go with Three Days Grace album 1X. Wow. All right. Yeah. To me, that was just a childhood favorite album. It kind of, I guess you would call it a bridge into the alternative music that I listen to now. I guess you would call it the gateway drug. Sure. <laughs> sure. But, um, I mean, it has all their hits like Animal, Never Too Late. Riot. It's just a great album that anybody, I mean, you don't even have to listen to that sort of music. Everyone knows Three Days Grace, and everyone knows that's most likely their best album. And that's probably one of the first CDs I actually ever purchased with my own money, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. I remember them being very good live. I lost track of them after that album, like especially after the singer left as well. I kind of I kind of lost track, but they were very, very good live. And a lot of people, that is one of their quote-unquote starter transition bands to what they listen to now. I know plenty of people. And there's also people like Cole Rowland, who's been on the show, who loves that band, I believe. Hopefully, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I think he even mentioned them. <laughs> I think he mentioned them on the show when he was on. Plus, I think he might have done a cover of one of their tracks before as well. So... Yeah, for sure. There's nothing wrong with Three Days Grace, that's for sure. Sweet. So for me, I guess I kind of went in the same vein too because since we've been talking about Cane Hill and the plot in you, I kind of got in this, like, this thought of a new metal kind of vibe. So I picked right. a band who is definitely, definitely from a long time ago. They only, they're the definition of Breakdown from the Past because they only had one album. I don't think they had any EPs. And they broke up a year later, like a year after the album came out. The band's name is The Deadlights. And I always liked this band's name because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. And they mentioned The Deadlights in the book It. So that's one of the things that got me right away. I saw them on OzFest. They were really nice guys. And the singer Duke had a really, really unique voice. It was almost like a chino from deftones mixed with another person i couldn't put my finger on it but it's that very light and airy almost feminine ish type voice until he starts screaming like it's a oh for that type of new metal band you didn't hear that type of voice a lot so it really set him apart because back then it was all gravelly voices you know it was all gravelly quote-unquote cleans into the screams or the growls you know maybe maybe more likely it's the growls for for new metal. more growls <laughs> exactly exactly with this though it was so different so check out the it was self-titled as well came out in the year 2000 so that wow. is yeah, yeah. Way i in was the past. five so i've never heard that i'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there <laughs> and i was only i was i was older than you obviously but i was still just going to shows around that time. Very, very young. But I still, that was the music that I had latched on to. They were very good uh, live. Not only live, but that album is very good. And I said he had that voice because, unfortunately, when I was doing my research, and I didn't hear it when it happened, but apparently he passed away last year. So they got together and did a like a show for him, like the original members of the Deadlights, which is pretty cool. Right. And I wish I would have known about that. I think it was probably in California, though, so there's no way I would have been able to make it. But I think they deserve a listen. 
it's just it's the perfect definition of what we were going for with this with this segment. So check it out, the Deadlights self-titled album. Take a look, and then also just like what Jackson said, Three Days Grace as well. You might have listened to them a million times, but go back every once in a while. <laughs> go back and, and give. It was one X, is what you recommended, right? Right. Yeah, that was definitely their uh, their platform album that put them on the pedestal. If you ask me, I loved. What was? Do you remember what their first album's name was? Oh man. Anyway, I think talking about the one that has everything I hate about you on. Yeah, it. yeah, that one. Right. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but I do know which one you're talking about. I, the they're, yeah. My favorite all-time song from them is on that album. It's uh, the song Home. I really oh, like okay. Yeah, I really like that song. I, I We had kind of gone, this is probably the last time we'll mention more new metal-ish bands because we've been kind of focusing on them recently. But I think that works out pretty well from Breakdown for the Past, for this, at least for this week. Right. So, yeah, because if I go to back then, that's basically what I started just listening to, just new metal. I wasn't into the hardcore scene when I was growing up, especially being raised in Miami, that was really frowned upon. Even just listening to new metal was oh, frowned sure. upon, to oh, be honest well, with you. Same here. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, everyone goes through their phases of music and everything. It was rare for me to go through any phases. Like, I I think, I guess, I went through a rap phase for a very brief time. I was on the basketball team. I was on varsity sports teams. So a lot Uh-oh. of people were listening. A lot of people were listening to rap at the time. So you get sucked into it a little bit. But I was always that guy who was changing to corn or Pantera oh. or something like that. Even classic rock. Even going a little like ACDC or Guns N' Roses. And then going from there just to the much, much heavier screaming stuff. And I just never looked back. It, it just never changed for me. So that's kind of the reason why I like doing this segment is to talk about bands that people haven't been talking about for a while. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 I, li- I really like that segment. It's really cool, and especially with the age gap. Because oh, yeah, like yeah. what I was going through when I was at the age that I guess you're talking about, it's two totally different scenes of music. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's yeah. what makes it really interesting for, I guess, listeners. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, I hope so, anyways. That's why I invited you, Jackson, onto the show and why I have another announcement next week for the show is because, like I said before, I want this to be different perspectives and I want to cover everything in this genre because I do get people, like, and I'll mention his name, Christopher, uh, who has brought up, and he's not the only one. Uh, but I enjoy talking to Christopher. He has brought this up many times that we don't really, really talk about the very heavy, heavy bands. And I think right. with the additions to the show now, we're going to be able to hit a lot of that because there's only so much time in the day. And I don't normally skew towards the Chelsea Grins or the White Chapels or you know what I mean? Like I have respect for what they're doing, but that is not normally my scene. But it's part of the genre. So when people listen to the show, I want to go all the way from new metal, which is now making a resurgence. Like we're we're on that edge right now where there are going to be more new metal bands coming. Like right. that is right now things are going circular. And we're yeah, we're getting into that new metal again. So I want to be able on the show to talk about music that I love and have that range from new metal to pop punk which is why I wanted Take the Fall to be on and why I want to have more pop punk bands on as well because that is in our genre. I like a lot of pop punk music. 
So, Jackson, I don't know about you. How do you feel about uh, pop punk? I'm actually really into pop punk, especially bands like Neck Deep, State Champs, Man Overboard. Sure. I am in love with punk bands. I seem to listen to more hardcore bands. Yeah. But I catch myself a lot also listening to punk bands, especially the newer wave of punk bands, I guess you would say. Yeah, Neck Deep being on top of my list for sure. I I'm a really big Neck Deep fan. Neck Deep, State Champs, With Confidence, uh, Rome, all that stuff. I mean, there are tons of them. And they're, yeah, and there's they're, so many. Yeah, and they're lots of fun. Real Friends, they're another oh, yeah. one. Like, I can't believe I left them. Yeah, there are, tons, <laughs> there are tons of them. So I want, I want them to be represented on the show. So that's one of the reasons why I had Take the Fall on as well is because I want that to be a staple on the show. I want to talk about all that. So you go from new metal to pop punk to hardcore, melodic hardcore, post-hardcore, metalcore, all the way up to complete metal, deathcore maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make the span. Whatever we love, we can talk about on this show. And right. we, we can th- easily do something like that. Yeah, and that's what I want. This show is this show is not going to change on being music that we love. Ian hates music is not going to stop being about music that I love. That's not the way it's going to work. It's going to be talking about all the music we love and showing all the different perspectives of how you listen to music and what's coming out now and the tour experiences. Like It's going to be great to talk about live music with people like because I think that's what was missing as well. Is I love going to live shows, but I didn't have anyone to talk about it with. This now gives me a chance and the audience a chance to hear a lot of different perspectives on these live shows as well. I completely agree. It's, it's, it's definitely a new wave, and it's good for us to move with the times as well. But let me say, I don't think we're going to be listening to new wave music on this show. No. no. <laughs> we, can no go a little, we, we can go a little crazy, but I don't think we're going that crazy. No, no, not, not, not that new wave. No, no. So yeah, I think I think that's the message. Just to reiterate a lot of different things because we went over a lot on this show and we have a ton more to talk about next week. We definitely want to mention friend of the show wise, make sure to check out everything that Alisana is doing. They've got their new tour, they've got the pre-order for the Annabelle book and merch and everything. So check that stuff out. Everyone dies in Utah. They're going to be releasing their new track Sinners. And that's on August 11th, and they'll have album details and merch bundles after that. So then we have Forevermore, which I mentioned. Not only should everyone go out and check out and purchase uh, Integral to help the guys out, make sure to check them out on tour, and then stay tuned for the Jared Storm conversation I have next week, which is going to be awesome. And then lastly, for friends of the show, you heard if you listened to part one of the show... My conversation with Ashley and Tyler from Take the Fall. You also got to hear the premiere track, Tell Me. And we're actually going to end the show on part two with that as well. So we'll give another group of people, if you didn't listen to part one, you only listen to part two. And then, hey, if you listen to part one, you'll get to hear it again. So we'll premiere Tell Me again uh, on this one as well. Get in touch with them. Once again, and I know I said this during part one, the way you support Take the Fall, because you really should, uh, you can go to facebook.com slash NC. So it's NC as in North Carolina. Uh, you can go to their Bandcamp page, Take the Fall NC, 
and then it's takethefallnc.com. And then if you really like the track, they are working right now on getting digital downloads of their EP. But if you're really looking for a physical copy or something like that, you can also email them takethefallnc at gmail.com. And I got to say once again, if you haven't listened to the interview, make sure you go back. Listen to it because it is the craziest interview that Ian Hates Music has ever done. I was laughing most of the way through it. If you listen to that conversation and you don't want to see them live, there's something wrong with you. There's absolutely something wrong with you because you can tell how passionate they are and how much fun they are and how much they care about their music. You should really go check them out live. Pick up whatever you can to help them out because they really deserve it. Make sure you do that. We will end the show with Tell Me Again because it's a very good song. Really liking the more punk direction that they're taking. Looking forward to seeing them live uh, because I think that's a lot of fun. And Jackson, I think that covers all the friends of the show for right now, I think. I'm pretty sure yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it covers it. I think we can actually skip, unless you have something, I think we can skip the end, what are we listening to, because we just reviewed three different albums. So I'm pretty sure right. that's what we've been listening to. Yeah, I haven't been listening to Unless you throw in Event Animate, what I've been listening to is the, the three albums we just reviewed. Sure, that makes that makes sense. And next week we'll have even more reviews. So right. we'll also add on, like I said... The New Desires EP, which you can get from Three String Records. So check that out too, because that's going to be definitely worth it. But other than that, I think that covers... <laughs> we got your first show where you got to say dick for the first time on <laughs> live. You asked about the from first to last, so we got the from first to last segment done as well. We went through every single segment plus more. So I think this was a really good introduction for you, Jackson. What do you think of being on the show on a official capacity? I loved it. This is so much fun. You know, you never really get to talk about this with a lot of people. And to be able to do it, not only have a conversation with you about it, but basically having a conversation with also the listeners, I think Absolutely. it's great. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, can't wait to be back. Very and nice. I'm glad that I will be back. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're you're in it for the long haul, unfortunately, man. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy doing the show by myself, but like I said, I, I think perspective is the word of the day because I really, really enjoy talking music with people. Jackson, you know a lot about music, even, even mentioning how young you are. You still know music. You're going on tours. You're on the same page with me on a lot of stuff, so it's great to be able to talk to you about all these. So we'll continue this for sure, but I'll definitely have another announcement next week. Might be another surprise in the works, which is awesome. For now, let me ask you this. Now, I don't know. This might surprise you. Have you prepared a catchphrase or anything for the end of the show? Oh, man. No, I have not. <laughs> I, I knew I'd catch you on something. <laughs> oh, man. Do you need a you second? Know, something like that. You know? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Shit, Ian. <laughs> That's a good one. You want, you want to stick with that? <laughs> no, hold on. I don't know why I'm looking around my room for the answer. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have a poster or something. Man. It's okay if you don't have one. Yeah, I don't have one today. I'll okay. have it next time for sure. This a big moment for me. I'm going to have to really sleep on this. <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrases are important. Make t-shirts and shit. I know, right? And we do. We have Ian Hates Music t-shirts coming soon. Oh, we sweet. Definitely, oh, yeah. We definitely have to make this work. Let me go ahead and also ask you, so don't worry about the catchphrase now. 
do you have anything you need to plug? Not this episode, but next episode I do want to be, and I don't know, of course this would be under you, if you would allow it, a lot of maybe local bands. Okay. Give them some shout outs. Because, sure. you know, they all start somewhere. And I have a couple that I would like to spread out there coming out with new stuff. But, of course, you don't hear that in alternative press or anything like right, that. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'd be very happy to do that. So, yeah, that's a new uh, Jackson segment then. Yeah, that'd be really cool because I'm in talks with a lot of these local bands. And I feel like some of them are just as good as the bands that are known. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every band pretty much started as a local band trying to make it. Yep. Yeah. All right. That works. So I will go ahead now and do the plugs for the show. So everyone, thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the new format and how we're doing everything. You can go ahead and listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. Do me a favor, though, and I'm sure Jackson will hope for the same thing. Please, 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 if you can and if you have time, go to iTunes because that's the biggest one and rate, subscribe, and share. Because especially the rating and the subscribing are the most important things because it really makes us jump in the rankings and it means we get exposed to more people, more bands will want to be on the show. I mean, obviously we're doing very well with having great bands come on, but this just propels the show into areas that you wouldn't even believe. So if you can take the time, rate it, subscribe to the show then go ahead and share it to other people who might not know about us because hopefully you're enjoying the show, so that definitely will help us out. We're very interactive, so you can interact with me through Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast, Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, and then you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com with suggestions, band recommendations, whatever it happens to be, you can email me there. And then there's the website, www.ianhates.com where you can stream and download every single episode so if you can't for some reason go on iTunes you can't go on Stitcher, you can't do any of that you can always go to ianhates.com and on there you can stream, download and then there's also my other podcast or my other show however you want to say it Ian Hates Movies and on Ian Hates Movies we talk you know, movies that's, that's, that's what we do. Uh, so, Self-explanatory. And Jackson for this one is not my co-host. It is Kelly. But for the next couple of weeks, she is jet-setting around the world. So I have special guests on the show. The episode that came out yesterday was Mighty Ducks Trilogy. So we did the Mighty Ducks 2 where we focused on that. It's a summer movie series. So I didn't really feel like going to see any new movie because I really don't care that much. So... We did Mighty Ducks Trilogy. Next week, we're going to do the Sandlot Trilogy. And then we'll be all ready for Suicide Squad. That's the plan for that. You can find that show on everything else that I mentioned before. So it's all the exact same. Go ahead and check that out. And then lastly, on Facebook.com slash Ian Hates, you can interact there. And I like to post a lot on there and Twitter. Like today, talking about Everyone Dies in Utah and Alisana and everything else, you can find a lot of stuff there as well. So, phew. All right. I think I got all that out. I would also, once again, like to thank Tyler and Ashley from Take the Fall. I'd also like to thank Giacomo for helping set all this up. He's been a great help when it comes to getting people on this show. So thank you once again. Make sure you check out that a conversation I had with Tyler and Ashley from Take the Fall on Ian H. Music Part 1 of this week. And once again, Jackson, 
Thank you very much for joining me on the show. I thought this was a great first episode for you, and I'm looking forward to continue. Thank you very much for having me, and I am super stoked to keep this going. Really excited. Awesome. And I will leave everyone the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.